0: Welcome in to another Saturday on Woods and Water, South Carolina. My name is Roger Metz, and I'm joined by my co-host... Taylor Metz. Ah, <laughs> yes, we are related. She <laughs> is my daughter. On oh, some days I claim her. <laughs> oh, really?
2: <laughs>
0: well, welcome in. I hope you had a great week. Hey, did anybody get outside Tuesday morning? Kind of earlyish. No. Oh, 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 it was about 63 degrees. Little breeze coming through. Sky was clear.
2: Fall time started
0: me thinking about fall.
2: Although I don't think it's really here. I think that's, they're just oh, it's to not here. You. Oh it's, no, it's that's, not here. That's in between summer one and summer two. They're fooling yeah. you. Yeah, it's fall, and then summer comes back.
0: I gotta find that thing where it talks about the season in South <laughs> Carolina. <laughs> it's it's now, it's around here somewhere. I'll have to I have to pin that one down. They, to need,
2: a, they need to add. The deployment of the South Carolina Air Force somewhere in there.
0: Look, the South Carolina <laughs> Air Force has been active already this year. I it, look, I seriously, if you're outside any and in places I normally have never had a problem with mosquitoes. I'm having problem with mosquitoes. <laughs> uh, Ugh. I only have four thermocells.
2: <laughs> I, not don't know, be enough. I don't
0: have any more I can run at one time. <laughs> Oh. What's you,
2: what you gonna need them for, Dad? What now? What, what's coming up that you're gonna need them for?
0: Thermocells. I really, actually, don't even use them anymore.
2: Well, but what would you need them for? It's coming up soon.
0: Mm, I don't know. Tell me.
2: Ugh, my favorite part.
0: Go ahead. Deer season. Deer season.
2: Get excited, y'all. See, I
0: get, I get excited about dove season first. <laughs> then it's deer season.
2: See, I mean, I. Get and the see... fact
0: that I haven't even picked up my bow yet.
2: It's scary.
0: Is it's... Yeah not good (laughs) it's it's really not good
2: so my thing is i'm super excited for deer season because i feel like i haven't seen a deer in forever we saw one on the side of the road the other day and oh yeah
0: sweating almost in downtown greer downtown greer (laughs) highway 14 (sighs) it's like a small six maybe a a medium-sized six
2: there's one gas station right there and he
0: just walks out of the woods behind the gas station with four lanes of traffic just
2: well, I was like, uh, it's a deer. He
0: knows he's safe. He knows he's safe. But yeah, it's uh, it is deer season coming up. And speaking of deer season, we we're starting to. August is traditionally get ready for deer season, and into September. And also, we're gonna. I've already started that. We're gonna talk to Dr. Grant Woods uh, about deer hunting. I, I don't know what we're gonna talk about yet, but. But he said he's, uh, he's ready and to jump on the line with us. Uh, we're going to talk to Jerry Widener from Hunter Safety Systems uh, about staying safe in a tree stand. You know, wear your harness, hook up to a lifeline type thing. i um, trying to think who else I've talked to. Oh, uh, Philip with the Limba Shield is going to come on and talk about scent suppression. Or, or actually scent annihilation. <laughs> It's not suppression; it's annihilation. He and Philips really good, and Elimis Shield is a is a really good product, We've used which that is for a which while. is which is one reason he can't say this. But about the mosquitoes, I I don't use my cells near as much because of the Elimis Shield.
2: Some kind of chemical in there. Is...
0: Well, it just it's just the way it 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 eradicates odors and you know anyway. But yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna roll through some deer hunting topics over the next two months probably, maybe even longer. We got a bunch of articles bunch of topics we're going to c- cover from, you know, oh gosh. Oh, it's just, a, we'll get to those later. But yeah, got a lot of, we to going to have a good time talking about deer hunting. And we'll always mix in the other stuff. As things come up, we'll always, that's why we never can get through a lot of the stuff we have to get through. because There's so much. There's so much. And there's pertinent <laughs> things that pop up, like South Carolina 7, <laughs> that, that took a lot of time. But I it was did. really good it was, stuff.
2: It was very good.
0: And and so when it when the good things come up, I don't mind putting the normal calendar on hold and and covering it because it's you know time is of the essence some in some things. And we're yeah. hoping
2: to get Tom Mulligan and maybe some other guests from South Carolina seven on the
0: show. Yeah, Tom is you know, it's going to be an interesting one because Tom comes at things from an environmental angle. And, but I don't think it's that radical environmental agenda. I don't think he tows that. I don't know. But, hey, look, the guy's earned my respect. He wants to come on and talk. I'm going to give him the time. So we're going to have a good time with that. Hey, really nice guy. Really uh, nice enjoyed guy. Yep. Know him. But anyway, uh, enough rambling, trying to get things. But uh, <laughs> we are going to talk to Tony Gray. Uh, he is the Bass Nation High School College Director for South Carolina. Uh, there's a third High school tournament trail. We have the high school bass challenge in the low country. We have the Palmetto Boat Center. Uh, and we, we've talked to Marty and those at Palmetto before. And this is a new one that's come up, partially in response to COVID 19 concerns from parents and the kids that want to get out there and fish. So, uh, yeah, we're going to talk about that. <coughs> I've given him some time, don't know how long it's going to take exactly, but we'll just roll with it and. And cover it good because if we did. We did attend a, an interest meeting. I know there's another uh, homeschool association uh, that has a an interest meeting scheduled. So now's the time. It is. So we're going to talk about that. But yeah, we got uh, a few calendar events items. Mm-hmm. I guess. Are you going first?
2: I'm going first.
0: Your ladies first. I'm okay. Going for All right. Go ahead.
2: Um. Uh, what? The calendar. Oh, you're supposed to do that.
0: Oh, okay. Brought to you by Visit Hampton Green Pine Landing <laughs> Event Center. Will you Duh. sometimes you jump in there and start?
2: You're pushing all this responsibility on me, Dad. Gum. Time you learn something. <laughs> you saying you hadn't te- you hadn't taught me anything.
0: Oh, I've tried to teach you some. You tried. This hasn't taken nah. yet. Okay, whatever.
2: <laughs> uh, this is some dates for private land deer youth days. They are coming up, folks, and I'm very excited. Today's you- one of them. It is.
0: <laughs> I was just looking at that. I was
2: like, huh, ah, wow. Well, so, if you are in Game Zones 3 and 4,
0: today is your today youth day. Today is your
2: day. August 8th. scramble,
0: find somebody. Sundown <laughs> is like 8 o'clock.
2: Go, people, go, go, go. Go, go. <laughs> What are you doing sitting here listening to the show? <laughs> go.
0: I know, let them listen to the show, um, then they can go afterwards. Okay. It's hot down yeah. there, too. It is hot. Okay, all right, go ahead.
2: Um, game Zones 2, Game Zone 2, yes. Saturday, September 12th, Game Zone 1, Saturday, September 26th. Um, there are some regulations. If you have not taken a youth out on a youth day before, here are some of your regulations um, for youth 17 years old and younger. Those okay. are youth days. Um, youth hunters who have not completed their hunter education program must be accompanied by an adult at least 21 years of age. There are no license or tags required for youth or adult on this on this designated day. Okay. Um, adults may guide, however, that only the youth may take or attempt to take the deer. Um, guns, permitted weapons, or archery equipment is allowed. Um, antler, deer only, bag limit one.
0: And games on one youth day is when?
2: Games on one youth day is September 26th.
0: Oh, did you say that? I did say that. Oh, I, must I have missed that. I went through all the dates. I was asleep. <laughs> have you done your hunter education course yet, Taylor?
2: I, I attempted to, <laughs> and then I got on the website, I said, Eight hours.
0: That's eh, not easy. Yeah, you'll have to do it.
2: <laughs> I'm gonna do I'm gonna do it.
0: You will because you won't hunt come October. <laughs> no, I you won't. won't. You don't.
2: I'm very motivated.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um Palmetto Shooting Complex. They're gonna do a a a state shoot warm up, seventy five dollars includes fish fry. Ooh. That's uh, Edgeville, South Carolina, right there <laughs> close to the National Turkey Federation. Target set by Jeff Montjoy and Jim Toleson. Uh, 100 registered targets include target fees, 25 back to class winner, 50%, 30%, 20% payout for first, second, and third. Uh, it's a European rotation, 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. Register at scoringpro.com. It's a benefit, sh- fun shoot in connection with Call for All for the National Wild Turkey Federation. You can sponsor a team of four shooters for 500 bucks. Fish fries from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. And uh, you, if you need to call the Paven Shooting Complex, it's 803. 803- 637-7480.
2: We've got deer lottery applications closing soon. They close August 15th at 5 p.m. If you've not already applied, this is a reminder. Um, they These opportunities will cover Bear Island, Donnelly, and Bonu Ferry, some of the hunting opportunities here. So if you need more information on that, go to the South, Sur- South Carolina Department of Natural Resources website. Oof, I think I got through that. Yeah. time I have to start the music. I
0: forgot to mu- start the music right. So. Oh, this my is going to end gosh. a little bit differently, but uh, anyway, y'all hang on. we back with more Woods and Water, South Carolina. <laughs> and welcome back to another. Segment of Woods and Water, South Carolina, Taylor. <coughs> yeah, okay. I'm not gonna say. Anything. We're not even gonna go there. No, we're not. i we gonna go there. I got
2: more important things.
0: More important things. Being more important <laughs> things is a first-time guest of the show today. Uh, Mr. Tony Gray is uh, South Carolina Bass Bass Nation Youth Series College High School Director. I think I got it all in there, Tony. That's but awful. welcome to Woods and Water, South Carolina. Uh, glad to be
1: here, uh, Roger.
0: Sir, um, high school fishing. Would you say that it's probably the fastest-growing sport it has been for the past five, maybe ten years?
1: Absolutely. First of all, let me thank you for the opportunity to be on the show today. Certainly. To share with everyone the sport of high school bass fishing here in South Carolina. Uh, high school bass fishing is the fastest-growing school sport across America, with 16,000-plus student anglers competing on state and national level, ultimately qualifying for the Bassmaster High School National Championship tournament held annually through Bassmaster. The the program's mission is to promote education through bass fishing using everyday math, science, and conservation studies. South Carolina is currently fourth in the nation based on academic conservation and tournament skills and is deeply rich in talented student anglers with approximately 512 teams from all regions of South Carolina from the upstate to the lower state. Currently, South Carolina offers two well-organized tournament trails, that being the Palmetto Boat Center High School uh, Fishing Trail and the South Carolina High School Bass Challenge. Uh, We hold monthly tournaments throughout the scheduled school calendar year. Uh, Teams have an opportunity to fish for team awards as well as team points that decides how and who will qualify for the Bassmaster National Championship. South Carolina is rich in talent. We are also a national championship title recipient in 2017 from South Florence High School. That's right. And most recently, uh, the Gilbert Bass Anglers mm-hmm. just won the world title uh, up on the Mississippi River. Yeah. So so as Youth Director <laughs> for the South Carolina Bass Federation, it's an honor to lead this movement across South Carolina and to see student anglers excel and learn in a competitive and positive environment um as youth director uh it has always been uh, my goal on how we can bring unity between the two trails so the season ending 2019-2020 school season uh, we held a tournament the first annual battle of the carolina tournament where we brought in both states top 25 high school teams and top five junior teams uh in, in a tournament, and uh, we had championship belts. And um, the South Carolina High School Bass Challenge uh, Junior Division took the championship there, and the Palmetto Boat Center took the high school championship. But but we all won that day. It gave us an opportunity to come together as one in unity, and uh, that was one word that we learned in the conference last year. What do states do that have multiple trails uh, to to knock the barrier down where we we become one in the fishing industry. Uh, Another good thing exciting happening for uh, this upcoming season is uh, we (laughs) are going to introduce a third trail for South Carolina student anglers, an opportunity to to participate, which is an extra incentive to compete more and qualify for the nationals. Um, Nationals are based on one hundred. Uh, one spot per 100 members, um, and with, with the amount that South Carolina has and we're continuing to grow, uh, with memberships, I felt that it was valuable to put this, uh, trail in the middle of the state and fish from the middle of the state up and over across the upstate Mm -hmm. and give each student in both trails an opportunity to fish together in unity, um, to make South Carolina Bigger and better. South Carolina sits fourth in the nation. Uh, I'm a leader, mm-hmm. and my goal is to try to get us to number one. And doing all these extra events and and making sure that their academics stay up and getting these kids uh, uh, involved in a positive uh, environment uh, setting when they come to the competition. You know, this day and time, the way the world is, uh, all the positive we can put in these young kids' uh, minds is great. Everyone wins when we all do that together. Yeah,
0: absolutely right. And and we all win when we're outside together too. (laughs) Correct. No, no replacing the outdoors when it comes to having fun and clearing your head.
1: Exactly. Yep.
0: Well, uh, I, I saw your, your release on Monday about this new trail. Can you take us through the new trail? The, you know, what it requires for membership, how you fish it, how much it costs and, and, And talk just a little bit about the lakes, because y'all are going to hit a bunch of lakes.
1: Yes. So right now, uh, bass, each student is required to have a Bassmaster National membership, which is a $10 membership. They're also required to have a Bass Nation membership, which is another $10. And that gets them coverage on the the million-dollar liability policy that we have on these kids on tournament day. And then uh, South Carolina is an affiliated state within the Bassmaster organization. So for the state championship, we have to pay an additional $20 for them to be able to participate in that tournament. So for $40, your child is is invested in Bassmaster. They've invested in the high school and junior division, 50 okay. uh, program, um, and in totally within the state so we just had our state championship uh last weekend and had a great turnout but that's all it takes 40 bucks and they're in they're in all volunteer you don't have to uh
0: you know with the palmetto boat center trail which has grown and grown your tournament trail which has grown and grown the difference here is you don't have to be affiliated with a certain school fishing team uh
1: the new trail uh we've eliminated that part uh a lot that had to do with the COVID-19 pandemic. Some right. schools were on shutdown, uh, but some parents wanted their kids to be able to fish through the summer and going into the new school season. So this third trail is a little bit more leeway where the kids can uh, join up with other kids and uh, be able to compete uh, outside of the school rulings. Um, so it, it's, it's just a great opportunity, and it's totally voluntary. Uh, for the anglers, um, we're going to make it happen, and uh, I think uh, they'll come. I, I believe they will, because those kids, man, they
0: want to fish.
1: Mm-hmm. And, you know, with the kids in the lower state, uh, Lake Murray has always been the dividing line between the two trails, and and uh, the kids that fish the South Carolina High School Bass Challenge, uh, they want to explore other lakes, and, with the Palmetto Boat Center as large as it is, uh, it's no way to effectively let these kids get involved with that trail. Um, and cause we don't want to take away from the kids in the Upstate an sure. opportunity to fish their yeah. perspective trail, so this new trail is going to allow kids from uh, both divisions to come and fish these new these new lakes. Uh, I am super excited as youth director. Um, to be able to, to lead this movement across South Carolina. I'm excited for South Carolina with the new tournament trail. And I live and breathe fishing. And I want to be able to provide as much opportunity as I can, as long as the parents are able to support the kids fishing multiple weekends. Right. Uh, again, it all has to go back on the parents. How much do you want to invest in your children's future? Gotcha. Gotcha.
2: So for kids that may not know exactly what they're gonna be getting into with high school bass fishing, I know I've never been on a team before. Um, I have fished saltwater and freshwater. Um, but I'm you know, with my work with Shimon I've started doing more bass fishing. But if I was going on to a high school team for the first time, what do I need to be prepared what do I need to be prepared for?
1: The most important thing is to remember that this is competitive high school bass fishing at its best. Uh, it is it, it is not your normal take-a-kid-fishing Saturday event. Uh, tournament day starts about 4.30 a.m., and we fish till 3 o'clock. We fish eight hours for five fish, um, and you have to grind it out. I mean, it's a learning factor. Um, I think the stamina to go – the distance is the biggest challenge of the anglers, especially in the junior division. But both captains do help uh, alleviate some of the stress by trying to coach and, and guide, them, guide a new member through the process and just making sure that they have a good time. Usually the first year is a learning curve. Um, some kids fall out of the program during the middle of the season that this just wasn't for them. But then you got that core group that is just die hard competitive that uh, they're going to learn from the mistakes that they make on the water and learn from not being able to catch a fish and getting, getting around the camaraderie of the other kids and listening to them talk. Um, you get out of a program what you put into the program. Right. And anyone new coming in, I would highly encourage them to ask any and all questions. I have found that these kids uh they'll talk to you but they're not gonna tell you what to catch and fish <laughs> them. But uh one thing that I always encourage when I go to the schools uh to start up a new team is uh the kids always ask me, so what does school have to do with uh fishing? And my number one answer is homework. Yeah. If you don't do your homework on what lake you're fishing or, or what the fish are biting um, you know, you're you're going to be behind the, the eight ball. So, well, we encourage them to get on YouTube. Uh, there's a lot of local information in the newspapers, fishing reports, uh, all over South Carolina that will help them. Um, and as youth director, I do try to guide them in the right direction. Uh-huh. Uh, lucky for me, I am also a high school bass fishing coach down in so Orangeburg. You are. Orangeburg I am. I started that five years ago, and, and then I started the trail, the South Carolina High School Bass Challenge, and now I'm youth director. So for me, it is very unique to wear multiple hats to be able to help a school or help a group to to see things from all angles in getting into the sport. Um, a lot of schools will come on with many teams. Right. Uh, and in the second year, they drop back to a few teams, but then they, they start building it. But I think it's very critical – that we encourage any and everyone that's interested to take that first-year approach and see if this is really what you want to do. And I'm telling you, these kids in South Carolina today, I would put them up against some of the best fishermen in South Carolina. That's how yeah. competitive it is right now. Not to be discouraged, though, yeah. because it's all a learning curve. We all have to start somewhere.
0: Yep. Well, let's, uh, let's take a quick break here. Come back. I want you to talk a little bit more about the interest meetings and stuff like that that we did yesterday when we were talking. So hang on, folks. We'll be back with more Woods and Water South Carolina on the other side. Yay. Welcome back to another <laughs> segment of Woods and Water, South Carolina. Taylor.
2: <coughs>
0: yeah. Okay. I'm not gonna say we're not even going to go there. No, we're not. I'm going to go there. We got more important things. More there. important things. Being more <laughs> important things is a first-time guest of the show today. Uh, Mr. Tony Gray is uh, South Carolina Bass Bass Nation Youth Series College High School Director. I think I got it all in there, Tony. That's but mouthful. welcome to Woods and Water, South Carolina.
1: Uh, glad to be here, uh, Roger.
0: Sir. Um, High school fishing, would you say that it's probably the fastest-growing sport and has been for the past five, maybe ten years?
1: Absolutely. First of all, let me thank you for the opportunity to be on the show today. Certainly. To share with everyone the sport of high school bass fishing here in South Carolina. Uh, high school bass fishing is the fastest-growing school sport across America with 16,000-plus student anglers competing on state and national level, ultimately qualifying for the Bassmaster High School National Championship tournament held annually through Bassmaster. The, the program's mission is to promote education through bass fishing using everyday math, science, and conservation studies. South Carolina is currently fourth in the nation based on academic conservation and tournament skills and is deeply rich in talented student anglers with approximately 512 teams from all regions of South Carolina from the upstate to the lower state. Currently, South Carolina offers two well-organized tournament trails, that being the Palmetto Boat Center High School uh, Fishing Trail and the South Carolina High School Bass Challenge. Uh, we hold monthly tournaments throughout the scheduled school calendar year. Uh, teams have an opportunity to fish for team awards as well as team points that decides how and who will qualify for the Bassmaster National Championship. South Carolina is rich in talent. We are also a national championship title recipient in 2017 from South Florence High School. That's right. And most recently, uh, the Gilbert Bass Anglers mm-hmm. just won the world title uh, up on the Mississippi River. Yeah. So so as Youth Director for the South Carolina Bass Federation, it's an honor to lead this movement across South Carolina and to see student anglers excel and learn in a competitive and positive environment. Um, as youth director, uh, it has always been uh, my goal on how we can bring unity between the two trails. So the season ending 2019-2020 school season, uh, we held a tournament, the first annual Battle of the Carolina Tournament, where we brought in both states' top 25 high school teams okay. and top five junior teams, uh, in in a tournament and uh, we had championship belts and um, the South Carolina High School Bass Challenge uh, junior division took the championship there and the Palmetto Boat Center took the high school championship but but we all won that day it gave us an opportunity to come together as one in unity and uh, that was one word that we learned in the conference last year what do states do that have multiple trails uh, to to knock the barrier down where we we become one in the fishing industry. Uh, Another good thing exciting happening for uh, this upcoming season is uh, we (laughs) are going to introduce a third trail for South Carolina student anglers, an opportunity to to participate, which is an extra incentive to compete more and qualify for the nationals. Um, Nationals are based on one hundred. Uh, one spot per 100 members, um, and with, with the amount that South Carolina has and we're continuing to grow, uh, with memberships, I felt that it was valuable to put this, uh, trail in the middle of the state and fish from the middle of the state up and over across the upstate Mm -hmm. and give each student in both trails an opportunity to fish together in unity, um, to make South Carolina Bigger and better. South Carolina sits fourth in the nation. Uh, I'm a leader, mm-hmm. and my goal is to try to get us to number one. And doing all these extra events and and making sure that their academics stay up and getting these kids uh, uh, involved in a positive uh, environment uh, setting when they come to the competition. You know, this day and time, the way the world is, uh, all the positive we can put in these young kids' uh, minds is Great! Everyone wins when we all do that together. Yeah,
0: absolutely right, and, and we all win when we're outside together too. <laughs> Correct. No, no replacing the outdoors when it comes to having fun and clearing your right. head.
1: Exactly. Yep.
0: Well, t- uh, I, I saw your your release on Monday about this new trail. Can you take us through the new trail? The, you know what it requires for membership, how you fish it, how much it costs, and 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 talk just a little bit about the lakes because y'all are going to hit a bunch of lakes.
1: Yes. So right now, uh, bass, each student is required to have a Bassmaster National membership, which is a $10 membership. They're also required to have a Bass Nation membership, okay. which is another $10. And that gets them coverage under the, the, the million-dollar uh, liability okay. policy that we have on these kids on tournament day. And then, uh, South Carolina is an affiliated state within the Bassmaster organization. So for the state championship, we have to pay an additional $20 for them to be able to participate in that tournament. So for $40, your child is, is invested in Bassmaster. They've invested in the high school and junior division, okay. uh, 50 program. Um, and totally within the state. So we just had our state championship uh, last weekend and had a great turnout. But that's all it takes, 40 bucks, and they're in.
0: They're in. All volunteer. You don't have to, uh, you know, with the Palmetto Boat Center Trail, which has grown and grown, your tournament trail, which has grown and grown, the difference here is you don't have to be affiliated with a certain school fishing team.
1: Uh, the new trail, uh, we've eliminated that part. Uh a lot that had to do with the COVID-19 pandemic. Some right. schools were on shutdown, uh, but some parents wanted their kids to be able to fish through the summer and going into the new school season. So this third trail is a little bit more leeway where the kids can uh, join up with other kids and uh, be able to compete uh, outside of the school rulings. Um, so it, it's it's just a great opportunity, and it's totally voluntary. Uh, For the anglers, um, we're going to make it happen, and uh, I think uh, they'll come.
0: I I believe they will, because those kids, man, they want to fish. And,
1: you know, with the kids in the lower state, uh, Lake Murray has always been the dividing line between the two trails, and and, uh, the kids that fish the South Carolina High School Bass Challenge, uh, they want to explore other lakes, and, with the Palmetto Boat Center as large as it is, uh, it's no way to effectively let these kids get involved with that trail. Um, and cause we don't want to take away from the kids in the upstate an sure. opportunity to fish their yeah. perspective trails. So this new trail is going to allow kids from uh, both divisions to come and fish these new, these new lakes. Uh, I am super excited as youth director um, to be able to, to lead this movement across South Carolina. I'm excited for South Carolina with the new tournament trail. And I live and breathe fishing. And I want to be able to provide as much opportunity as I can, as long as the parents are able to support the kids fishing multiple weekends. Right. Uh, again, it all has to go back on the parents. How much do you want to invest in your children's future? Gotcha, gotcha.
2: So for kids that may not know exactly what they're going to be getting into with high school bass fishing, I know I've never been on a team before. Um, I have fished saltwater and freshwater, um, but I'm, you know, with my work with Shimon I've started doing my bass fishing. But if I was going on to a high school team for the first time, what do I need to be prepared? What do I need to be prepared for?
1: The most important thing is to remember that this is competitive high school bass fishing at its best. Uh, it is it, it is not your normal take-a-kid-fishing Saturday event. Uh, tournament day starts about 4.30 a.m., and we fish till 3 o'clock. We fish eight hours for five fish, um, and you have to grind it out. I mean, it's a learning factor. Um, I think the stamina to go – the distance is the biggest challenge of the anglers, especially in the junior division. The boat captains do help uh, alleviate some of the stress by trying to coach and, and guide them, guide a new member through the process and just making sure that they have a good time. Usually the first year is a learning curve. Um, some kids fall out of the program during the middle of the season that this just wasn't for them. But then you got that core group that is just diehard competitive that uh, they're going to learn from the mistakes that they make on the water and learn from not being able to catch a fish and getting, getting around the camaraderie of the other kids and listening to them talk. Um, you get out of a program what you put into the program. Right. And anyone new coming in, I would highly encourage them to ask any and all questions. I have found that these kids, uh, they'll talk to you, but they're not going to tell you what to catch and fish (laughs) on them. But uh, one thing that I always encourage when I go to the schools uh, to start up a new team is uh, the kids always ask me, so what does school have to do with uh, fishing? And my number one answer is homework. If you don't do your homework on what lake you're fishing or, or what the fish are biting um, you know, you're you're going to be behind the, the eight ball. So well, we encourage them to get on YouTube. Uh, there's a lot of local information in the newspapers, fishing reports, uh, all over South Carolina that will help them. Um, and as youth director, I do try to guide them in the right direction. Uh-huh. Uh, lucky for me, I am also a high school bass fishing coach down in Orangeburg. You are. Orangeburg. I am. I uh, started that five years ago and and then I started the trail, the South Carolina High School Bass Challenge, and now I'm youth director. So for me, it is very unique to wear multiple hats to be able to help a school or help a group to to see things from all angles in getting into the sport. Um, a lot of right. schools will come on with many teams. Right. Uh, and in the second year, they drop back to a few teams, but then they, they start building it. But I think it's very critical – that we encourage any and everyone that's interested to take that first-year approach and see if this is really what you want to do. And I'm telling you, these kids in South Carolina today, I would put them up against some of the best fishermen in South Carolina. That's how yeah. competitive it is right now. Not to be discouraged, though, yes. because it's all a learning curve. We all have to start somewhere.
0: Yep. Well, let's, uh, let's take a quick break here. Come back. I want you to talk a little bit more about the interest meetings and stuff like that that we did yesterday when we were talking. So hang on, folks. We'll be back with more Woods and Water South Carolina on the other side. Oh Please. Woods and Water, South Not Carolina for another Saturday.
2: Uh, <laughs> gosh. I promise you I'm working on bumper music.
0: You've been working I, on bumper music for a long time.
2: I I, I <laughs> I'm working on just trust me here, people.
0: Right. I, I am <laughs> uh, <laughs> We uh didn't I needed a I had something in the stack of papers over here I needed to get to. Youth hunting applications. They are available now for the youth deer hunts. Uh, they are available in a Microsoft Word or PDF format at the DNR website, scdnr.gov, uh, .sc.gov, I believe it is, and then look under hunting or youth hunts or whatever. But anyway, um, there are youth hunts scattered across the state. There's a youth hunt. Region 1, it's a private land hunt. And uh, applications are, for this one to do September 9th, I'm going to get these out there early because sometimes these do fill up. So I'm going to get these out there early, give you an opportunity to apply for them. So there's the upstate private youth hunt on the DNR website. Deadline for application is September the 9th. There's a Fance Grove youth deer hunt on September the 13th. There's a Belfast Wildlife Management Area. Infants Grove is over near Clemson. Belfast is down near, green, going towards Greenwood, that area. Uh, September 13th, Congaree Bluffs Heritage Preserve has a deer hunt. That application is due September 13th, along with the Manchester State Forest application due September 13th. That's right down there next to, uh, um, down to Sumter, Shower Force Base. That's Manchester State Forest. Uh, there's Youth Deer Hunt at Set Electronic Combat Range. That application is due September 20th. That is actually a really cool place. Taylor, you've been there.
2: Mm-hmm, I have.
0: The Electronic Weapons Range. Yep. What did you see while you were there? Oh, gosh. <laughs> Jet screaming by, yeah. at, like, I'm near to eye run. level. Yeah,
2: I'm trying to run my head around. Everything Zipping off.
0: Machine gun rounds it and sounds
2: like a very loud zipper.
0: Yes. <laughs> like, it used to be a that used to be a destination mm-hmm. for people that came to Sumter is to go to the Palmetto the, the Point electronic combat range and watch the jets come through and all. They've closed it down now for security reasons. But I've been out there many times and there is nothing quite like let's see. The A ten is probably the most and this has got nothing to do. This is right in the middle of this thing. But anyway, the A ten with that big cannon in the nose, it's probably the most impressive gun to hear. E- oh yeah, oh it definitely is. Even though it's low and slow and ugly, the hog, <laughs> you know, it is just hearing that thing go off. And and now, in those days, I would be they would allow you up to the to the control tower.
2: That's where we went.
0: Where we went, and you you step out and you're outside. On a catwalk around it, and these jets are flying. Not okay. quite. By the time they end their runs, they are almost eye level.
2: Yep. <laughs> and so that's, that's <laughs> you sit there, yeah. I mean,
0: and they're not, you know, they're eye level, and they're not more than probably, I don't know, 200 yards away? Yeah. 150, 200 yards away to either side?
2: I'd say 150.
0: Uh, it'd make it makes it closer. I mean, it's, yeah, it's pretty daggum <laughs> close, yeah. But the the, the A-10, that, the, the Gatlin on the front of an A-10 is a... Is an incredible thing. The F-16 is really cool.
2: That's my favorite.
0: That's your favorite. F-15s are really neat. I've seen those there. Uh, but yeah, it was a. with well, it was open to the public.
2: As as a little girl, when I went. Oh dad, yes. I mean, as a little girl growing <laughs> up with the dad I have and the grandfather that I have, having me around airplanes my entire life, seeing it at eye level, actually Hold in action, I'm like, Ha-ha, <laughs> wow. <laughs>
0: I and of course, it's, and it's not—it's funny because up at that high, you could see them coming in. Mm-hmm. So they're real low coming in. They do this pop up to gain altitude. They roll over. They come into their run, and then they do their uh, their not uh, call it evacuation, but their exit maneuvers mm-hmm. or whatever.
2: If I'm not mistaken, hard
0: up, hard right, over roll left. It's yeah. uh, it's an impressive thing to I watch.
2: Of, I kind of felt like I was in. Um, I don't know if y'all ever watched the. Uh, I think it was F16s to that "Bring Me to Life" by Evanescence oh, yeah, on YouTube. Yeah. I grew up There's watching some of that. that, and I, I, when I was there that day, I was like, "I'm in a YouTube video." Yeah.
0: <laughs> if you never had the opportunity, boy, just what a, what an experience. Honestly, and I, I've, have done it. I've been out. I started going out there in like 1993, and went out there for close to probably 20 years off and on. I think they closed it about, I don't know, ten years ago, maybe, maybe less than ten years ago. You'd have been right because you have been about six years old last time we were there. So anyway, I'm sorry. That's a youth deer, <laughs> deer hunt. Five electron. They will not be shooting live rounds when you're there deer hunting. They that is they will not do that. Um, there is a Watery River Heritage Preserve hunt that uh, that application is due October fourth, and there's a Santee Cooper. Wildlife Management Area Youth Hunt, uh, that application is due by October 4th. the 4th. The specific dates are in the applications. I don't have those here on the sheet that, that we print out, but the, the dates are in the application. So opportunities for youth deer hunters to uh, to get out there and experience maybe, you know, low country hunt or somewhere you haven't hunted before or someplace that only gets hunted once or twice a year. So opportunities abound, folks.
2: <coughs> it is. Go ahead, Taylor. I, mean, I just want to update y'all on the latest on the Great American Outdoors Act. It passed, and Donald Trump is ecstatic about it. He is? He is very. If y'all follow my outdoor account, I posted up um, his quote, Legislation I'm signing today builds on my administration's unwavering commitment to serving the splendor of God's creation. That right there is so exciting for him. We need to get hunters, it. fishermen, hikers, anybody that spends their time outdoors, to have your president comment like that on what y'all are trying to do, that is impressive, and that's a big step for us.
0: I, we need to get Don Jr. on. Not political. Not political. I know I know. I have a contact. I'm going to have to see if we can get Talk about hunting. Mm-hmm. I mean, I a kid growing up, you know, yeah. in New York. How does he hunt? I mean, <laughs> what's that process? He
2: goes to Central Park and shoots birds. Maybe I don't know. Maybe so.
0: <laughs> if he does that, I got a whole new respect for him. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we don't shoot anything we don't eat here, Taylor. No, we don't. So you have to define birds there. <laughs> uh, yeah, but it, it passed, and it—you it, know—it it may not directly impact hunting yeah, or, or fishing, but, but it is the outdoors. Yeah, it is. And, and the backlog of repair work that we got to do in our national parks, which are some of our most treasured places to go that needs to be addressed. So it is uh, – I guess we'll do this one. 30 for 30. I haven't looked to see what happened yet. But the Cal- California was voting Wednesday, I believe, on the 30 by 30 bill in California. It's a – it's a global initiative to protect at least 30 percent of the world's oceans, lands, whatever. And California has their own bill, um, you know, to protect at least 30 percent of the state lands and waters by 2030. You know, da da da. da you know, it's um, the problem is California almost 50 percent is already protected. It's already it's already either conserved or state land. But the the problem with this is there it's an ambiguous bill about what protection is and it could especially for the fishing because in it is is proposed more mpas um, which are marine protected areas which they like to say no fishing zones so i don't know what but and you say wow, that's California, they're you know left wing wackos. Did you know we have a bill introduced in the South Carolina 2019-20 legislative session that is a thirty thirty bill? Hmm. Cogswell, Sottle, Clary, McCoy, Hyde, Davis, Newton, Newton, Moore, Stavrinakis, Brown, Willis, Ott, Anderson, Elliot, Wheeler, Cobb Hunter, Bennett, Cox, and Hennigan are all sponsored the House Bill 5125, to amend the Code of Laws, to enact the South Carolina 30 by 30 Conservation Act, to establish the goal of protecting 30 percent of the state by 2030, to define necessary terms, to establish the 30 by 30 interagency task force and to provide the membership of the task force, to require the development and implementation of plans to protect the land and water of this state, and to require the submission of a proposed plan within a certain time period. The bad thing about this is it does not necessarily take into account private property rights. Hmm. So you say, well, that's California. No, this is South Carolina. Hmm. House Bill 5125. Go read it. Go read it. You have to be on your guard all the time. Hmm. And I hate to be that way. I hate to live life that way, but you have to. All right, Taylor, you got a pretty good story here. I've
2: got a pretty good story that I'm not sure if I'll be able to get to everything, but if I don't get to everything... Go to bathmaster.com and read it. Um, the headline is an unbelievably an unbelievable lost and found story, and it's a picture of Brandon Polnick here with two hummingbirds. Who
0: just won?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Like Champlain. Did.
2: He had a very eventful um, week there, but <clears throat> after winning the Bathmaster Elite at Lake Champlain, Brandon Polnick was returning phone calls and text messages congratulations well into Monday when he were, when he returned a text messages from a phone. Um, number he didn't recognize. Um, he met the guy in 2011. Asked him if he what if he had lost sonar units while competing on Lake Champlain. Um, he was like, "No, but I know exactly who those were. <laughs> Happened to be Mr. Seth Fighter, Fighter Man, <laughs> who got he when he clipped the wave, he got sprayed in the face, and after getting." Sprayed in his face. He assumed his grass were still hanging on, but they weren't. So he lost a 10 inch hummingbird. Um, let me see where he goes. A 10 inch hummingbird and a 12 inch hummingbird. So, Solix and Helix. Um, they had been knocked off, and he thought for sure they were on the bottom of Lake Champlain, but thanks to Brendan <laughs> it he didn't lose his and He recovered them. I don't understand how that happens, but y'all need to go read the article in depth about how they explained it. (laughs) I'm telling y'all, some things are whack.
0: Oh, gosh. That's a 16-year-old statement.
2: Some things are whack. They are whack. Some things
0: are whack. Okay. All right. Hey, thanks for being here, Taylor. Thanks for helping me out again.
2: You're welcome.
0: Thanks, Tony Gray. And uh, like I said, we're going to roll on with some deer hunting stuff next time around. So, season starts next Saturday in Lowcountry. Excited. Excited. Y'all have a good week. Make time to get out there, take the back roads. Don't forget the camera. See you next week.